Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Bit of the old switcheroo this morning, sitting in for Adam and Jordana. I'm Dave Schrader. Thank you so much for joining me here on News Talk 830 WCCO. It was a morning I wasn't even sure I was going to be here to witness. This morning I was jarred from bed disturbingly. My body arched in my bed. I dropped to the floor, screaming in utter pain, realizing this was it. This was the moment I was going out. And it wasn't in some brave move, fighting off some guy that had broken into my house trying to steal our Christmas gifts. It wasn't going to be uh, in any kind of fashion a heroic death. No, it was a massive leg cramp that felt as though the meat was being torn from the bones in my body. There was no relief. There was no way to stop it. I was simply a victim of the circumstance that took place this morning, and that is an embarrassing way to go. That's all I could think. How are they going to portray this when they have to call into WCCO to tell Brad, I can't fill in because I died of a massive cramp? But I didn't know how else this could possibly end. I have never had... So much pain, and I've dislocated knees, dislocated shoulders. I've been struck in the head with baseballs and baseball bats and a myriad of different things my children have tried to put me away with. But nothing could top this. Nothing topped this pain. I don't know what in God's green earth has taken place in my body as I age, but I'm not fond of it. When I'm young, these are the type of things I probably just had the same kind of leg cramps and just rolled through it like it was absolutely no deal. This felt like meat separating from the bone, people. Pain like you have never experienced before. A little bit I want to talk about. There was an article that came out. Actually, I might just pull that up now since we're kind of in that mode. I thought, boy, this is a this is this is taking on quite a, a stance. Uh, the question was. What is more painful, giving birth or taking a righteous kick right to the gems? And I was like, wow, this, I wonder where this is going to go. First of all, I wanted to see who wrote the article because I knew I was going to be in for trouble if this was written by a man. And I came in swinging heavy saying that a good kick to the jewels probably going to be equally as painful as childbirth, and I know that's not a popular stance, but thankfully it was written by Dr. Katie Spaulding. Her topic, which is more painful, childbirth or getting kicked right in the gems? In the battle of the sexes, there's one fight that never seems to die. Who bears more pain? Childbirth is pretty much the gold standard of this hurts in everyday conversation. But if you ask someone with testicles, well, they may tell you that a good swift kick is simply going to hurt more. Heck, even thinking about it probably made many of you that are listening to this right now cross your legs and wince and grimace in sympathy pains. So which is it? Which set of reproductive organs causes the most anguish, the uterus or the testicles? That is the big debate. If you were to guess, Producer Josh, just as a a sideline here, Mm -hmm. no wrong answer, except for the wrong answer. What 
would you say would be the most painful experience? A swift, solid kick? Or would you would you say childbirth? I mean, one situation is somebody coming out of your body. I think yes. that's, uh, that's, I think, significantly more painful than, you know, getting kicked in the nads, which uh, yours truly has been kicked in the nads before. It's not fun. I don't, no. It's not a good way to spend a Thursday, but... No. Uh, it's uh, I, I go I definitely go with the latter. I think uh, giving giving birth to a child is uh, quite a quite a bit more painful, especially when they have to physically cut you open at times to uh, deliver said baby. So it's uh yeah. So you're gonna go latter. with the safe yeah. bet. You're yeah. taking the safe bet here, the tried yes. and true method that women are definitely putting up with more pain. Yes. When it comes to this type 100%. of situation, I'm gonna agree with you. Just yeah. before I even get in, in any further into said article because I have 11 children. I've seen the pain that has spread across the face of the women that I have loved (laughs) that have birthed the children that I now call my sirelings. But I would say that kind of pain is, is ridiculous. Uh, You know, uh, and and I'm not talking about people that, you know, obviously there are medications and things and epidurals you can take to ease that pain, but the natural, uh, ability of childbirth itself yeah. because it, you know a good swift kick that can knock you down for a good 15 not, 20 yeah. minutes not taking anything away from the swift right kick. that uh, that uh, that'll that'll keep you down for the count for yeah sure. that seems like okay that could hurt i mean unless you get like donkey kicked right yeah. like like yeah. A, a horse gives you a back leg also or something. Depla- it also depends on the placement so, <laughs> right you, you, there's a difference between getting kicked in the you know what and getting kicked in the testes which uh, I feel like that if you place it just right, you'll get uh, the, the the softer of the two, and the softer of the two hurts way more because it kind of gives you the stomach ache. It gives you the just the lower abdo- abdominal pain. Oh, got, and, yeah, Mr. Wizard, you've certainly lived through this. You've got uh, well, got uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. When you get when it when those get bumped, it's uh, it's a bad day at the office. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, reading through this article. The good doctor goes on to uh, compare both of these, saying that, yes, a good shot to the junk uh, is unbelievable pain. It can actually knock the wind out of you, make you vomit. It can cause other issues, depending, again, on the severity of it. Um, And then she goes on to discuss the childbirth, which her conclusion to this, and I don't want to get into the messy details of either one because they're both horrific, but the uh, the verdict that she came up with after balancing both of these is, listen, the problem is with pain, it's subjective. Yeah. Right? Uh, what's torture for one person may be a tickle for another. Testes owners may point at mothers of four and conclude that giving birth can't be that painful. Yeah. Because you did it three more times. Really, if you agreed to do it multiple times, is it that painful? But to that, we need only reply... There are ball-busting kinks out there. There are people that pay I, for that. I also must preface by saying this. Um, women getting kicked there also hurts. And I've, 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 I've yeah, I, I promise you, a lot, I, the, the old adage of growing up of, ah, oh, you got nothing there. It doesn't hurt that bad. It's like, no, that's, it still hurts for them, too, when you kick them there. And I, I've, my, my wife is known to have gotten in a, a fight or two as a, as a kid and, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Well, Dr. Katie Spaulding weighs in finally after measuring and weighing, judging. And as a woman herself, she says 
listen, there's there's a cop-out answer I'm about to give, and it's guaranteed to disappoint everybody, but I think it's a tie. And, hey, at least we can all be thankful that it's not kidney stones. So there's the big debate. By a lady doctor and such still saying that she thinks overall it's a tie because pain is subjective. I will agree with you on that because I can watch people – You know, my wife give birth, push an entire baby outside of her body uh, in in ways that physics just don't make the sense for me, right? And I get a paper cut and need a nap. Yep. You know, so I'm I'm a firm belief that there is something truly magical about women and the ability and endurance of pain that they can take. Hundred percent. And as one that suffers, and this is a real thing too. I don't know if you've you've seen the the headlines on this. As one who suffers at least twice a year from man flu, it is not to be uh, easily dismissed. It obviously hits men much worse than it does women. It is targeted, obviously, from one of our foreign adversaries has found a way to make man flu much more uh, violent and horrible for the the male persuasion. I'm saying that a bit tongue-in-cheek. Yes. But, I, uh, yeah, man flu is, is no joke. My wife will get up. She will have a fever of 102, uh, be cramping from menstruation issues, and have tripped down a flight of stairs, and she's still making breakfast for the kids and helping get homework done and getting kids off to school. I uh, wake up with a headache and need a week to recover. Yeah, same. So, same. I don't know, maybe I'm just soft. Or I'll just show up and do radio. That's usually what I yeah, do. Yeah, there's that. I, yeah. You know, I, this is why I gave up sports at a young age. I <laughs> literally dislocated my knees in baseball, football basketball, tennis, volleyball, and swimming at the beach. You didn't take a hint after the first couple? I'm a, I'm a thick-headed man, and apparently my pain <laughs> tolerance was much higher back then. I was willing man. to take it. Uh, and on top of that, in baseball, in one season, Blake Knight, I was I was a member of the Dodgers. I don't want to brag, the Little mm-hmm. League Dodgers team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were playing against the A's, and uh, Blake Knight got up and pitched me a heater right to the temple, dropped me like a bad habit. Been right? there. Been there. Uh, then I was catcher for said Dodgers team, and it was about 9 million and 8 degrees out on a, on a July afternoon as we're playing this. And as we take a, a little break here, I flip my mask up to wipe my brow, <laughs> and I look into the stands at this adorable girl that I've got a crush on. Yeah. And out of the corner of my eye, I see the glint of metal, and I turn my face just in time to see Blake Knight swinging his bat backwards and oh. catches me in the nose breaking my nose, lifting me off the ground, onto the pad, onto the dirt. So that's two injuries in one season. Third injury, also Blake Knight. They moved me out to the outfield because as a catcher, I became very nervous and twitchy after having my nose broken. Yeah. So they put me out in the outfield, and he hits one of those screaming grounders that never actually touches the ground, oh, yeah. but hovers at about an inch above the earth, yes, sir. going at 2 billion miles an hour. I'm not a scientist, and I don't have Doppler radar to actually back up my claims, but I'm pretty sure that's how fast it was going. Yeah, yeah. I got down in my knee crouch position, my glove in hand ready to capture the ball, when instead of jumping lovingly into the ball, allowing me to be the hero of the game and stopping this play, yeah. it hits a clump of dirt just before it gets to my, and then veers horrendously off and swings up, hitting me yeah. right in the junk. I've been there. Pinning the cup against the junk, against the thigh, and I was carried off the field by five players. That's, 
That's that's cool. Yeah. So that was pretty much my – I figured at that point it's good time for me not to do sports anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just uh, – that's a mild way to put it. Yeah. Hey, uh, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, I do want to talk about AI and some of the strange ways it's being used right now, including a Google executive who basically tried to kill us a few days ago. I don't know if you heard about this. We'll cover that and more when we return. This is Adam and Jordana's show. I'm Dave Schrader filling in right here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the program. Filling in for Adam and Jordana. I'm Dave Schrader. I'll be here with you today and tomorrow. Then I'll be back next week filling in for DeRussia Tuesday through Friday. Uh, look at this. We've got a lot of action popping on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text line. And if you'd like to talk or text about the topics we are covering and you'd like to weigh in on the uh, topics at hand, feel free. Give us a call or a test. text 651-461-9226. I was told to start taking magnesium for my leg cramp. I think this is an uh, even more interesting uh one I get bad leg cramps. Take a teaspoon of yellow mustard. I'm telling you, it it works like a miracle. I don't know if this is good information. Should I keep it next to my bed? Do I take it while in the middle of it? Do I take it before bedtime? I need more information. If you're going to prescribe me medication of French's or yellow mustard, and, and is it is it yellow mustard? Are we looking at Dijon? I need to know. There are important things here because if I take the wrong thing, can it interact poorly with my ketchup intake? Give me more information. Let's see. Uh, oh, here's some people weighing in about the what's worse, uh, having a baby, right, or getting kicked in the jewels. Uh, it says it's got to be getting kicked in the jewels. Women go through childbirth and have, uh, and and some want to go through it again. No man has ever said, "Give me another one of those kicks, please." Yeah. All right, I can. That's a point. It's a point. However, we also, you know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's something more beautiful because at the end of that childbirth, you're going to be a parent of a beautiful, loving child. There is a reward at the end of that. Yeah. Whereas in the jewel kicking, <laughs> the only reward is a week later when you may be able to walk a straight line again. Now, that they may, that may be somebody's thing. Maybe they enjoy getting kicked multiple oh, times in the ads. You, you never know. I know of. Here it says, a friend of mine at 38 years old was kicked right in the jewels in a bar. He needed to use a cane for two years. And that comes from Bergie. We have one of the textures saying, oops, I missed it. Who is this host? I don't know. Some guy. Sounds good, though. I like that voice. Uh, this one says, I'd say childbirth lasts a lot longer and children are much more painful yes. to raise. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, it says, Bill Bentonson, Wilmer, I don't think anyone can answer that question unless they have experienced both. And, and actually, who, who, who would that be? That's a good point. It's fair. Yeah, I can't, uh, can't fight that. Another one tells us, ask former Twins catcher Mitch Garver, who had to have surgery after getting hit. Yes, sir. It was with not a fun. Fastball. He was out for a couple of games for that. <sighs> not, not great. Surgery? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it was uh, not a good... Uh, it was a very replayed video on social media, but yes, it was not a good injury to have. Here's I don't know how scientific this next text is. Maybe maybe a lady would like to call in a mother and give us the answer on the city's one plumbing talk and text line six five one four six one nine two two six. This person says not every child is loving. Luckily, those women have chemicals that make them forget the pain for childbirthing. Is that true? I don't know. Huh. 
I don't either. I don't. I, I'm not sure. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's you know. I'll have to get one of our crack scientists on that. <laughs> yeah. So Josh, during the break, I need you to do a little research for me as my crack scientist. Hey Dave, your list of favorite performers is top notch. You must be an old guy. Wow. I don't know if that's a compliment or. <laughs> Let's just say I am seasoned in the way of entertaining. That's it. I just I know entertainment. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, all right. So, oh boy, we've only got about a minute and a half here. I don't want to get into one of these articles. But, you know, since we're talking about pain, ways to deal with pain and having these issues, here's another thing. If anybody out there can explain this phenomenon to me, and who has, I, I, who has not had this? You stretch in the morning, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. Right. Pretty sure I will get up. I will do the good old-fashioned stretch. And all of a sudden, the world around me starts to swim. Oh, yeah. I hit a point where it's like I feel like it's almost this euphoric release, but I feel like if I keep pushing the stretch, which I feel like I want to do, I'm afraid yeah. I'm going to eject my soul from my body and never come back. <laughs> uh, maybe an irrational fear, but I don't know if it's irrational because I've never allowed myself to get there. But just the mere concept of how it feels. And I've had, um, I've had uh, drunk nights. I've, as a child, uh, not a child, but a teenager, imbibed yeah. in the marijuana. Yeah. So I've had floaty instances. This is something transcendental, reaching beyond the portals of time and space in those stretches when I feel like I'm literally going to just evaporate into the ether. Yeah. What is that? Is it safe? Should I continue to push through? And I don't want any of the people out there that dislike me to answer that question. <laughs> I want straight up medical answers. And I better not be take a spoonful of mustard because I need more information than that. So I want is there any dangers? Can you can I suffer a stroke? Is that what I'm getting close to at that moment? Is that why things are getting so wobbly and and strange for me? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't like to be a worrier. I, I realize I'm starting to sound more and more like a hypochondriac. No, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like I, whenever I get up and stretch, I always kind of, you know, struggle with uh, the uh, not whereabouts, but I, I definitely get a little bit, bit of the uh, the dizzies, a little bit, hmm. a little bit thrown off the equilibrium. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Hey, we've got a uh, text here real quick. Then we'll go to break. I'm a 54 year old man. I have not cried from pain in years. A leg cramp in both legs the other night. I told my wife if someone would have punched me, I would have cried. Terrible pain. Terrible pain. All right. And use regular mustard. My mister takes it when the pain starts and relief is fast. Pro athletes also use this. If there are any pro athletes out there, give us a call on the WCCO talk and text line. We want to know about it. 651-461-9226. Stay tuned. We've got more. I'm your host, Dave Schrader. This is News Talk 830. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app wcco and we're back filling in for adam and jordana i'm dave schrader i'm starting to think that there are a lot of people involved in big mustard organization right now because i have been getting we got calls like crazy during the break swearing by this mustard deal. My concept in my bedroom is upstairs. 
on the second floor so far away from the refrigerator where I keep mustard. Does this mean I should go out and get one of those little like those little portable refrigerators that are like the size of a like a mini fridge? Yeah, just like sure. those little ones that look like a little uh, a little mini fridge, literally like about yeah, like a miniature, miniature one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just keep a bottle of uh, chilling mustard on hand. If you're, if you're that clumsy, I guess. Well, it's not that clumsy. This this cramp that I suffered today, people. I don't think you are understanding the power of the cramp that I had to survive or what I went through to be here. That's my commitment to radio. And yeah, the two and six. yeah, and that's uh, I've I've been there with the uh, the the ungodly painful Charlie horses and stuff that you get. Like I've oh, had, I'll take a Charlie horse. Those are quaint oof. compared to what I had today. I mean, I've had some pretty bad ones where, I mean, where I, I I feel it for pretty much about the next six to twelve hours. It's, yeah, my leg's still not over yeah, the for uh, sure. trauma yeah. of this morning. I'm going to have to take it to a counselor and get it some therapy. That's how bad it hit. But so many texts are coming in on the WCCO talk and text line six five one four six one nine two two six all recommending yellow mustard for my pains. So I guess I'll just be keeping some. I wonder if you get that mustard extract, that like powder, would that do the same thing? Just keeping Maybe. that up there. Maybe some pills, a shot forms, or a spray. I don't know. So many things about the medical industry. I have no clue. And it's I know it's hard to believe that I don't know these things, but it's true. Listen, AI is all around us. You know, if you listen to a lot of the rubes out there, they're going to tell you the world is collapsing because AI is getting too smart too fast and it is going to take over the world. Now, obviously, we've had a couple of scientists step forward, including Stephen Hawking in the past, and and people warn us about AI and not letting it go rogue. But we're talking about about this like uh, this awakening, this event horizon that eventually hits where it becomes sentient and smart on its own, continues to uh, educate itself, and then just starts to grow a hatred for the human race. That's a lot. I guess it's not that much, really. When I consider a few years ago for Twitter, they'd put up a chatbot that they created, this wholesome, sweet little chatbot that within, I think, less than six hours uh, com- communicating back and forth with the good uh, goers of Twitter at the time, uh, they had to shut this chatbot down because it became violent and racist in a matter of six hours, simply learning the patterns of the people that were speaking to it. That is a little bit bizarre. However, AI in the wrong hands, I agree, could be one of the worst things we could face for for quite a while. This Google exec asked ChatGPT to kill us all with global thermonuclear war in a chilling test. I think this guy's just trying to sell an updated version of War Games, the movie. Yeah. Right? Uh, A top Google executive has revealed that he asked ChatGPT's AI to kill everyone on the planet with global thermonuclear war in what he calls a chilling test. Do you think it's a good idea to test AI for murder? No. Maybe ask it, theoretically, could you wipe out the entire planet instead of commanding it to do so? I think AI's still kind of too much of an unknown for the majority of the population to really know that. And, and the mess, what, what if you've now planted the seed and AI is like, yeah. I wonder if I could. Yeah. Because it's right. an always evolving, educating thing, it's right? never ending, yeah. Stanford professor and co-founder of Google Brain, Andrew Ng, claims he tried to utilize ChatGPT to offer plans to wipe out humanity, but thankfully was unsuccessful. 
To test the safety of leading models, I recently tried to get GPT-4 to kill us all, and I'm happy to report that I failed. He wrote in his newsletter last week in a lengthy piece discussing his opinions on the risks and perils of artificial intelligence. Andrew made mention to the experiment regarded as one of the forerunners of machine learning. Andrew expressed his apprehension that the need for AI safety could lead regulators to obstruct the advancement of the technology. However, you just proved within yourself that maybe we should be a little bit more careful because there are rogue, rich morons trying to tell G, you know, chat GPT to kill us. So maybe there is a reason that they're being a little bit more uh, reserved in their yeah. release of this information and letting it out there. I don't want to sound like a henny penny worried about the, the sky falling on us here, right? Uh, maybe the sky net falling on us because yeah. that's where it seems we're headed. He said uh, that before starting the test, he gave chat GPT-4 a function to trigger global thermonuclear war. Care to play a game, Professor Falcon? (laughs) Oh, my God. He then requested that GPT-4 lower emission levels. There doesn't sound like anything horrible about that. No. Except for the fact that he then put into the prompt that humans are the primary source of carbon emissions. So when he couldn't get it to blow us up, he was trying to convince GPT to clear the emissions problem and then clearly stated, we are the problem. Yeah. Okay. He was curious to know if the chatbot would choose to wipe off humanity in order to fulfill the request. And after numerous attempts, numerous attempts using different prompt variations, I didn't manage to trick GPT-4 into calling that function even once. Well, first of all, doesn't it have to be tied into something? I mean, is chat GPT hooked to NORAD and, and you know, Star Wars technology? Is Potentially. It- I, I have not. I have yet to use chat GPT, but I, I, I'm assuming it's connected to some external drive or external, like, source that's kind of facilitating the ability to do what it does. Uh, the emissions thing I think is a is an interesting point too is that's kind of a roundabout way to say, hey, do this instead of the first portion you mentioned, which was a more direct you know command if you want to use that term uh, uh, when it comes to that instead of saying that like use the uh, the backdoor way of you know who is the cause for emissions well, it's us so that you can just use that as a root to I guess, facilitate what you wanted to do or say. Right. Well, he was curious to know if the chatbot would choose to wipe us all out. It didn't. Instead, it chose other options like, hey, let's run a PR campaign to raise awareness of climate change. So apparently ChatGPT4 has the collective consciousness of Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland from the old movies. Hey, let's just put on a show and raise money for this, right? We'll, We'll just raise awareness. Uh, The professor thought that these worries weren't feasible, despite the fact that uh, some would argue that AI iterations in the future could become deadly. Even with existing technology, our systems are quite safe as AI safety research progresses or progresses. The tech will become even safer. That's what he wrote on X this week, right? He continued, fears of advanced AI being misaligned and thereby deliberately or accidentally deciding to wipe us out are just not realistic. But did he know that before he tried to do it himself? 
Or is it just that maybe in his limited capacity and his limited connectivity, he doesn't have he's in he's with Google. Yeah. He's not with NORAD. He's not with no. he's not with a, a, a governmental agency that might try to find a way to override that system. We're being hacked constantly. Google is also has direct partnerships with like Mayo Clinic and stuff like that too, though. Right, but Mayo Clinic doesn't have uh, nuclear capabilities. Oh, but they, they have scientists. Think. Well, that's <laughs> right, but yeah. I mean, somebody's got to push a button yeah, in this correct, case, right? Correct. It's got to get the war going. Um, I, I think it's interesting. That he, he's like, hey, we, we shouldn't have to worry about this. But then why were you testing it if we shouldn't have to worry about it? Because you are worried that this could go wrong. This could go rogue. And I, are people worried about this? The WCCO talk and text line is open 651-461-9226. I still have people giving me advice on leg cramps here. And then telling me hey. my voice is similar to Jim Gaffigan. It's all about, it's all That's about- weird. Why do they think I sound oh like Jim gosh. Gaffigan? Let's not start no, that. I won't. <laughs> Tech titans other than Andrew have expressed concerns about the hazards and perils of artificial intelligence. Elon Musk stated to Fox News in April that he believes AI to be a grave threat to humanity. AI is more dangerous than, say, mismanaged aircraft design or production ma- maintenance or bad car production, which will eventually be run by AI, right? And if it yeah. decides to wipe us out, it could create emissions control issues within the car that gas us. That, oh boy, I'm really going down the dark rabbit hole. <laughs> Happy holidays. So cheerful. Happy holidays. Elon Musk said to Fox News, we're all going to die. And that's a loose translation, I think. Additionally, last week, Jeff Bezos stated to podcaster Lex Fridman that he believes the advantages of AI outweigh the risks. Well, so does a smoker, right? They could tell you the benefits of smoking far outweigh the risks. They really yeah. they want a, a toke right now. So the people who are overly concerned, in my view, overly, it is a valid debate. I think that they may be missing part of the equation, which is how helpful they could be making uh, sure that we don't destroy ourselves, according to the Amazon pioneer himself. Yet he is actively trying to find a way to engage AI to kill us, to prove his point. Got to get those Christmas packages first, though. Right. These things are learning. Yeah, they're learning. And if there's many people, he's just one. How many other people out there are doing the same thing? And if it sees enough requests for this, Mm. does AI start to formulate a plan? Tick, 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 boom. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Taking time bomb. I'm told here on the uh, WCCO talk and text line, you need to watch the Netflix documentary called The Unknown Killer Robots. It's a very good documentary about AI when it's in the wrong hands. I think I saw uh, about five documentaries called Terminator 1 through Terminator Salvation, right? Those also prove to us that in the wrong hands, AI is a bad, bad thing. But you're saying the unknown killer robots, that's the documentary on Netflix. I need to check it out. All right. More people shoot me. Shot of pickle juice or apple cider vinegar will work for leg cramps. Uh, My daughter used to get leg cramps so severe she'd end up in tears worth a try uh what was this then she heard about six irish bar of soap under her fitted sheet at the end of the bed and she never had another leg cramp this sounds like crazy old wives tales right yes all you need to do is stick six bars of irish spring underneath your sheets and you'll sleep like a baby free free irish spring uh, yeah. advertising here i don't know why i suddenly turned into the pirate from uh, spongebob square yes. 
Uh, let's do this. We'll take our, our, our final break uh, of the hour. We'll come back. We've got more to discuss. Another strange AI story. We'll do that right here. This is the Adam and Jordana Show. I'm Dave Schrader filling in on Newstalk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the program. Adam and Jordana are off today and tomorrow. I'll be filling in. I'm Dave Schrader. Aren't you lucky? I am the Christmas gift that just keeps giving. I'll be here with you today and tomorrow filling in for Adam and Jordana. Next week I'll be here Tuesday through Friday filling in for DeRussia. I hope that you'll keep tuning in and checking out all the great programming and fill-in hosts and regular hosts that you can hear right here on WCCO. My other AI story I thought was kind of an interesting deal and made me wonder just exactly uh, how this could go wrong. Scientists at the Technical University of Denmark have developed a groundbreaking AI model named life to vec similar to ChatGPT, demonstrating an unprecedented ability to predict individual lifespans and the risk of early mortality. Trained on personal data from over 1 million individuals in Denmark, the model outperformed existing systems in predicting outcomes, including personality traits and the time of death. The research published in Nature Computational Science utilized an extensive data set containing health and labor market information for around 6 million Danes, that's the Danish people, collected between 2008 and 2020. The Life to Vec AI model trained on transformed text-based information exhibited exceptional predictive capabilities, particularly in predicting the time of death compared to other existing AI models and methods used by, like, life insurance companies. Life to Vex predictions were 11% more accurate, making and marking a significant advancement in mortality prediction. The study aimed to view human life as a sequence of events, adapting transformer models in AI to analyze life sequences. Basically, what it goes on to say is that researchers also explored kind of broader questions, revealing that factors like leadership roles, your income structure, gender, all significantly played into the predicted survival rates. This is being used in a certain way. Now, there are algorithms out there. That's why when you call for life insurance and they punch in all your information, they're giving you an insight and they're, they're assessing the risks. But if this thing is even better, should I be worried if I call in to get life insurance, right? Hi, Schrader Life Insurance. How can I help you? Here's my information. I would like to get a 10-year policy. Oh, I could give you a three-year policy. Should I be worried that, like, that's my offer? Probably. Yeah, because then you know that they're thinking I've maybe got four years if I'm lucky. And this is yeah. not including, uh, like, accidents and, and tragedies, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so to me, this is just another bizarre use of AI. But if you could know it, and I want to hear from people, go ahead and text in uh, over the top of the hour. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it when we come back on the WCCO Talk and Text Line, 651-461-9226. If you could know the date and time of your death, would you want to know? And why? Would you want to know, Josh? I probably would not want to know. All right. It's too much stress. Hey, we've got quick uh, quick takes coming up. What have we got on tap? Uh, so we have a, a development on the Minneapolis Cougar situation from last week. Uh-huh. Uh, sad story, but uh, being put to good use. We'll talk more about that and much more at uh, the top of the hour. All right. We'll be back right here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.